Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Do Better podcast. Um, it's been a really cool week, actually, because I've had loads of people messaging me, loads of new listeners saying they've been listening to the podcast, been really enjoying it, um, kind of gone back to the beginning and listened from the start, which is super cool. Um, so it's really nice to be able to bring in this episode to you, knowing that we've got um, a massive new following here. So welcome to all you new listeners. Um, if you haven't uh, already, then do go back and listen to the episodes from the beginning. I do try where possible to make them bite-sized so they kind of fit the, the length of the average commute or, you know, when you're having a little lunch break, coffee break, whatever, so that it's not too mind-numbing and you haven't got too much kind of coming at you in one direction. So hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, I'm going to crack straight on with today because I've got a lot that I want to kind of get through today. Um, We've been having loads and loads of conversations in the Paladins community. And yeah, it's been a pretty kind of bubbling cauldron at the moment of lots of stuff going on. We're having lots of conversations about emotional eating, um, about recipes, about changing things up. We've talked a little bit about binge eating. Um, there's some really kind of, yeah, big conversations going on in there. And I've also had some similar conversations with my clients. And I wanted to cover this week um, a topic that comes up quite a lot that seems to have been a theme um, with some of my newer clients quite recently. And it's the theme of the weekend. So how many of you kind of get into a healthy routine, you're doing what you need to do, um, and you're you like Monday to Friday, absolutely bossing it. Saturday and Sunday, you come off the wagon. How many of you does that sound familiar for? Um, it might not be something that happens all the time, but who can identify with that pattern? Because I'm going to put my hand up now and say it's happened to me in the past as well. Um so one of the commonest patterns I see is self-sabotage on the weekend. We find it fairly easy to get into the habits which we know are good, like planning meals, planning and properly allocating time for family, work, training, all the things that I talk to you about in goal setting and planning avoiding the kind of sugary processed snack foods, that kind of thing. But then come Saturday, sometimes even Friday, if you're really excitable, um, the structure, the plan goes out the window and there's no direction. You're knee deep in donuts, drinking all the Prosecco with the mates down the pub and generally just flying off the handle. And then Monday comes around and this defeat, regret, deflation and the nagging voice that says oh you did it again all the progress you made watching your portions eating the right foods really paying attention to your health has essentially been undone or well, that's what it feels like and it's usually at this point that my fat loss clients start to think of their excuses as to why they can't weigh in or measure up um you know i, I couldn't do it this week because xyz and it's a habit that we very quickly work to eradicate to ensure honesty and accountability. And that's really important. But derailing yourself at the weekend, um, depending on how hard you go, can really undo all the progress you've made in the week, particularly if you're looking at trying to change your body composition. Um, what you do at the weekend is just as, if not more important than what you do during the week. 
So why do we do it? Why do we let ourselves come unstuck so badly if we know we're going to feel so upset and so frustrated by the behaviours? If we know it's going to derail our progress, why do we do it? Now, I think there's a bigger issue that we need to cover here. And I'm going to go quite deep. I'm going to go quite big on this idea. I think society has this awful, 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 horrific narrative of punishment and reward when it comes to food and exercise. It also has a terrible addiction to the mantra of living for the weekend. So it's kind of accepted that Mondays are the worst day of the week. You drag yourself to work. You tell everyone how quickly the weekend went and how essential the Monday morning coffee is. And then Friday is all about just making it through to the weekend. Wednesday is hump day as though it's an uphill battle to get through the week and the only time you should look forward to is the weekend which by the way should absolutely not be spent working or grafting or earning you should be doing nothing during the weekend according to this logic its specific design the weekend is for hedonism leisure and the absolute opposite of productivity But it can also be used for boring stuff like home improvements and gardening. And if you take one look at my home and garden, you'll realise that this is not high on my weekend priority list and that perhaps I don't honour the weekend the same way that everybody else does. And then we have this other kind of terrible mindset. Foods either being bad or good and bad foods or naughty foods is what a weekend is for. Healthy food is a punishment. It's not appetising. You shouldn't enjoy it. It's boring and it serves only to make you skinny and miserable. And so during the 48 hours of Saturday and Sunday, you've earned the right to let yourself go and treat yourself. I say treat in inverted commas, and I'm going to go on to explain why in a moment, because calories at the weekend don't count, right? That's that's what the mantra is. So if we look at this attitude, this weirdly kind of normalized outlook, it is completely nuts. And maybe now I've said that out loud to you and you've heard it back to yourself, you're already starting to see how bonkers that sounds. But you can also identify, perhaps in yourself, perhaps in the people around you, that it exists and it is strong. Essentially, by sticking to that belief, you're saying that five days a week you should be miserable, you should hate the place you spend almost a quarter of your life if you work in an average 40-hour week, and that health and well-being and living a long, happy, healthy life is some sort of punishment, that it's a bad thing. Now, when you look at it like that, when you take a step back and acknowledge the truth, why would you ever want to follow that pattern of thinking? Why? And yet most people have been and still are looking at life like that. So when the weekend comes around, society says, go and treat yourself by indulging in all the choices that take you away from your goals. Go and, you know, go and just drop all of your progress. And it's it's disruptive. And part of that is due to jealousy. A lot of people, you know, it is difficult to move in the direction that you want to. And so by surrounding yourself with people who kind of make it easy for you and give you excuses, you don't have to do the hard thing. And the reason society that often continues with that narrative, not only as part of jealousy and not wanting other people to do any better, and that's just an innate survival instinct. You don't want people to do better than you because in caveman times, that's competition. And, you know, there can only be a finite number of the species on the planet, right? And now it's not so much like that, but we still have that ingrained in our mindset. There's not a lot we can do about it. It's how our brains are wired up. 
But the, the other reason that society often continues with that narrative is simply that it keeps people on the hamster wheel. It keeps people living in the pockets of the companies that prey on our addiction to processed foods, alcohol, Netflix, social media, PlayStations, all those kind of hedonistic weekend pursuits. And it keeps you going back to work to do the work for someone else, regardless of whether you enjoy it or not. Because remember, it's normal to hate your job, apparently. So how do we get out of the cycle? How do we liberate our minds from that way of thinking? How do we get away from this extreme high and extreme low? And also living life five days a week in the extreme low position. How do we get away from that? Well, I think the first thing that we can all do is ask ourselves whether we're really doing something we enjoy. Now, you might actually be someone who is lucky enough to be doing something that really inspires you every day. I know I am. And the more I progress in what I do, the more and more and more I enjoy getting out of bed in the morning. You know, even when I'm tired and when it's difficult, I know that I've got a purpose. I'm going to get up and I'm going to help people and I'm going to do what I love to do. And I'm going to be able to help people through that. And that's really, really important. You might be able to say the same. You might be able to say, I love my work and I look forward to it. And if that's you, fantastic. You are less likely to be on the treadmill of super high weekends and super low weekdays. And I'll be honest, that's something that I experience. I don't have, you know, a weekend as such. And I think during the pandemic, a lot of us dropped the weekend because all the days seemed the same. And it allowed us to have perspective on did we really want this kind of intense high and intense low feeling? You know, did we want the feeling that we have on a Friday where we're excited and we've got all these stress hormones going around and then keep experiencing the kind of blue Monday effect? No, we didn't want that. And so a lot of us have made a big step to move away from whatever's making us feel that way. And that's going to be different for everybody. You may be falling off the wagon, even if that is you, though, because even if you're living an inspired nine to five, if you're overstretching yourself and not properly planning your time at weekends, in fact, perhaps you're the opposite of a person that clocks off immediately at five o'clock on a Friday. Perhaps you're the person that's overworking yourself. You're not planning your time properly and you're actually stressing yourself out with your work. Now, I'm not saying that there's any problem with you working the weekend. And as I've said, I think it's wrong that society tells us we shouldn't work on the weekend. We shouldn't use that time to be productive. That is absolutely not the case. We should do it when it works for us. And if you love what you do, then devote your time to it. But make other people aware and make time for it and make sure it's planned and make sure that you're not working yourself into the ground. And that's a whole topic in itself, which I'm sure we'll be able to cover at a later date. But if you're the person who genuinely hates what you do, maybe it's time to go and work out what you can do to feel inspired. Now, how to do that? Again, the scope of a whole other topic, a whole other podcast, and possibly a different coach altogether. And I'd recommend you check out someone like Jason Greystone over on the Always Free podcast if you are kind of living for the weekends, because he is really helping a lot of people to liberate themselves from that mindset and help take you on that journey and understand how you can really live your most inspired life by doing what you love and getting out of this mindset. So I would recommend you go and listen to his podcast. It is based around financial freedom and independence, but at the end of the day, that is what leads to us all being able to do what we want to do. And I think that can really help. So it might be worth going over and listening to that. But in the meantime, look at all the other opportunities you have during the week. And let's consider our healthy diet in the context of reward and punishment now, regardless of our weekday employment status. So think about all the other things that you can look forward to during the week. You know, what are the other activities that you can do? But when we look at that in a kind of nutrition context as well, 
one of the big things that I share with my clients all of the time, and I constantly say, even to my more established clients, there are no good or bad foods. No, no food is evil. No food is walking around trying to kill you. There are no superfoods. There are simply actions and consequences. Now, what we've got wrong is we've confused our dopamine addiction, impulses and reward systems with what will actually make us happy and healthy. There are foods that we like to indulge in over the weekend, but they serve no indulgence to our body. They're purely feeding the chemicals in our brain. <laughs> and that's the only part of us that they serve. And it's it's pure chemistry. Um, they're just giving us a chemical boost. They're serving our brain chemistry. And that positive impact is fleeting. It vanishes quickly and it's replaced with an even stronger impulse to repeat the behavior because you get a super low feeling after it. And that essentially what I'm describing there and what you're experiencing is addiction. Um, so another great resource to go and listen to, even just the first couple of chapters to understand how this works, is Dopamine Nation. Uh, really good audio book. It's, you know, you could just buy it as a normal text as well. Um, I personally prefer the audio books. I think it's more valuable use of my time and it works better for my brain. But go and listen to Dopamine Nation or download it, read it, whatever, because that has some brilliant explanations about what addiction actually is. And I think when you understand that, you can see how it relates to everyday lifestyle and behavior, not just in the context that we tend to think about it, which is alcohol addiction, drug addiction, you know, all those kind of things. We have massively addictive substances in everyday life. Smartphones, processed foods, high sugar and salt foods. You know, um, I often wonder whether I have an addiction to exercise sometimes because I recognize those kind of symptoms there. But it's really important to be aware of that and understand how it works because in a society where we've created a life that is really enjoyable and pleasurable, we have to be acutely aware of the downsides of that. And that can be addiction. And so... When we're feeding our brain chemistry from a nutrition perspective and we're feeding into that kind of addiction cycle, you know, before you know it, you've scoffed six jam donuts and a family-sized pack of Doritos when you're living in that kind of brain chemistry world, rather than engaging the part of your brain which allows you to think about your overall health. And when we think about the treats, again, in inverted commas, the treats that we're giving ourselves, we're actually doing the opposite. We're punishing our bodies because we're not giving it the nutrition that it needs. We're not giving it the energy that it needs, the building blocks it needs to be the best possible version of ourselves. We're basically not investing in our health. And what we need to do is explore why we have all these emotions we do, all the triggers and the cues related to food and drink and work out how to change them. What is it about the weekend versus the weekdays that make you kind of pig out on the weekend and forget all of the progress and forget the goals and just try and block it out of your mind? What is it that's making you do that? Like I say, lack of structure is a massive one, but perhaps there's other things that are going on during the week that are giving you these negative emotional impulses and you're getting caught in this cycle of bad cues and conditioning. And it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to make a change, you know, click your fingers and it's going to be done. That's just not realistic. But making an effort to really understand what's putting these barriers in place in your mind is what helps the key to overcoming them. So... Once you can understand why you're doing something, only then can you start thinking about the tools that will help you to overcome it. And that's where working with a coach or whoever it is can really help you because it's really helpful to have somebody look at this objectively and say, actually, I think this is what's getting in the way for you. 
So practical steps. What practical steps can you take to improve your weekend habits and behaviors and stay on track? We've talked about the kind of whys and wherefores, but what can you actually do right now to put in place? Well, make sure you plan the weekend just as you do the week. One of the biggest downfalls I see in new clients is that they're not planning Saturday and Sunday. They plan during the week and we talk about planning and time management and they get really well into the habit of it during the week, Monday to Friday. But then Saturday and Sunday rolls around and there's no structure, no plan, and it becomes a free for all. Because if you've got structure, direction and focus, then you don't get this decision fatigue. At the weekend, people often negate to plan and they end up in a crisis of having too many decisions and just living in their impulsive brain as a result because it's too difficult for us to make the right choices. It's too stressful. So what happens is our brain just shuts that part of our mind off. It shuts off the rational part because it's having to do too much work and it engages the easy bit, the default bit, the bit that goes, I'm going to grab this because it makes me feel good and that gets rid of my stress. So by planning the weekend, you can get rid of that because you get rid of that stressful decision-making element, which is a real thing. Decision fatigue is a real thing. And we have so much choice in the modern world now that we actually need to reduce that for ourselves. So try and make life easy by planning your weekend. Make a meal plan, timetable your activities. It sounds really boring, but actually it's going to help you to enjoy your time way, way more than if you don't do that. Because you're going to have your family time planned out there. You're going to know what meals you're eating together. And it's just going to make life a lot simpler and you're not going to be living in this kind of cycle of, you know, intense joy and then deep regret. Secondly, I would say if you're trying to change your body composition goals, then stay tracking and don't plan cheat meals or off days because they just don't work. It's a really poor way to approach nutrition anyway, whether you're looking at weight loss or not, because it plays directly into this kind of on off black and white psychology. Um, And that kind of language like cheat meals and off days is, is really is really powerful in the wrong way. And as we've already discussed, this kind of black and white on and off mentality is what leads to failure. So if you're tracking and you're trying to kind of count calories and macros and things like that, then track everything on the weekend as you would in the week. Because if you don't, you're going to miss out on all of the things where, you know, you're having a downfall at the weekend and you're going to miss all of those really easy wins. So plan it, as I said, and acknowledge that your body won't just ignore or forget what you what you do to it at the weekend. You know, if you have a cheat meal, you're not cheating your body. You're just you're just cheating yourself out of your progress. You know, your body doesn't go, oh, it's a cheat meal, so I won't worry about it. That's not how it works. The weekend is just something that we created in society and it has absolutely no bearing or relevance to your health. So I just want you to kind of remember that sentence is that the weekend is a, is a construct. It's designed to feed into this whole, you know, when we started working in industry and things like that, the weekend existed to feed that industry. It didn't exist to serve your health. So why are we letting it impact what we do in terms of our entire lifestyle where we're trying to live a lifestyle that's conducive to health and wellness? Thirdly, try and stop thinking of food as treats, rewards, bad, good. Again, this black and white thinking. And instead, think of the joy a healthy body and mind brings. Think of the joy your best possible performance could bring you. Think of, you know, if you're an athlete, when you get on the start line, wouldn't it be great to turn around and say, I made all of the right choices? And too often we look at nutrition as an afterthought, but it's actually super important. Wouldn't it be great if you could say, I executed everything to the best of my ability when you stand on that start line because of the nutritional kind of things that I put in place and because of the planning that I put into place? You know, if you're not an athlete, 
It's the same principle. When you get to whatever challenge it is that you face next time, when you have a challenging week at work, know that you can turn around and say, actually, that would have been a heck of a lot worse if I hadn't paid attention to my nutrition and my lifestyle. So try and zoom out and think about the longer term goals, about the consequences of your actions and where you're trying to get to rather than taking that quick, low quality, cheap five minute thrill now that will leave you feeling even worse shortly afterward. And that is what it comes down to, is that we live in a society of cheap thrills and we all need to try and get away from that. So quite a deep conversation today, but it's one that I've had with a lot of clients this week in, you know, various different stages. And when I cover that with one-to-one clients, because I'm working with you on an individual basis, we often cover that in way more bite-sized chunks. But it's still really important to look at it because there are lots of different things that we can do as individuals and there are going to be different challenges that we face and breaking it down into smaller steps is really important. So there's quite a lot of information there. But have a think about what it is that are your hang-ups. What is it that's getting in the way for you in terms of your barriers to progress? And what can you do to change those? I've given you three really broad but big impactful ideas there and I think we can all take something from that you know even I can look at that and say could I plan the weekend better or could I plan a day off better um I think planning is something that I do a lot of and I've noticed that on the odd day where I don't plan something it does all go to pot a little bit um but even I end up with you know this week I've had absolutely manic week at work in surgery and it has mean that I've been on the back foot with other areas of my business and my personal life and it just goes to prove to me every single time anything like that happens how important that planning is so have a think about what it is that's getting in the way of your progress what you can do to change it have a think about those three strategies at the end of the podcast there maybe go back and listen to them again and just think what is it that I can do today to make sure that my progress is consistent and that I end up feeling happy at the end of this plan when I get to that goal and I'm going to get to it quicker and I'm not going to fail at it what can you do to make sure that that happens um So really great conversation today. Thank you for joining me. Um, If you've got any questions, as per usual, you can pop them in the group. We've got the Paladins community, which is on fire at the moment. So lots of really cool conversations going on in there. Um, You can join using the link in the podcast show notes. So please do crack on and do that. Um, But you can also email me. Obviously, my contact details, again, are at the end of the show. Um, And we've got all the various bits and pieces um, in terms of the newsletter and following us on social media as well that are in the podcast show notes. Um, But if there's anything that you would like to see covered on the podcast, any coaching sessions in particular that you want to hear a little bit more about and get my viewpoint on or my advice on, then please get in touch with me either via the group or my email. Um, And I look forward to catching up up with you again next week in the meantime carry on doing better guys thanks for listening to the do better podcast i hope you enjoyed the show you can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at stevie potter at the following stevie's wonder clinic on instagram and heading to our website thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the Superhuman Scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon.